¿Qué onda, primos y primas? And welcome to my primos podcast. My name is Freddy. Thank you guys for joining us for yet another show. Tonight's a special episode. We did an interview with Gonzalo Alvarez and Grace Chadwick. We talk about the legend of Pollo Man, what's happened since the last time we spoke to him, and also get to a peek behind the curtain of how they, as a couple, worked on this project together, where it is now. Not only that, but also understand where they're going forward. You know, the mission that Gonzalo has to tell these stories about uh, Pollo Man and having a human connection with everybody reading his books and really trying to put a spotlight on the culture. And Grace does chime in. We also talk about her work, what she's uh, trying to produce moving forward, and also get a little understanding of her struggle along with Gonzalo through this whole process. You know, there's always that uh, dicho que behind a great man is a great woman, you know, and honestly, like, she really helped him get to where he's at today. I hope you guys enjoy the interview, and you can visit with us to the Texas Latino Comic Con happening in Dallas, Texas on this Saturday, July 27th at the Latino Cultural Arts Center in Dallas, Texas. You can search online for just Texas Latino Comic Con 2019 with all the information there for you on Facebook and Instagram. Enjoy the show, and we hope to see you there. Before we even start, man, congratulations, dude. Like, really, really, like, congrats, man. Like, you guys kicked ass, and you hustled, and, and you guys really put it together. And I know Grace had a hand in all that, too, so I definitely wanted to talk to her. Because last time we wanted to do it, too, we're like, hey, was Grace going to be there? Because we really want to chat with her. Uh, and it's like, Walter, you know, he finally joined us right there. Uh, you know, he was like, dude, I want to do it, but can we can we let Grace in on this? Because I want to talk to her. And I see, like, thank you for making the time, Grace. Thanks for for inviting me. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Cause I, like, definitely, we'll get into it. We'll, we'll chat about it, and you know, want to you know, kind of see. Cause it's always thinking, oh, Gonzalo's the kind of the face, and him, you know, doing it and run out there and doing the social media. He's like the social butterfly, <laughs> right? He and, is. <laughs> uh, but hey, there's always like we said beforehand, like you know, hey, if it wasn't for you, you know, he would probably wouldn't be where he's at right now. So definitely something we want to, you know, tuck on. Yeah, she's uh. Yeah, she's man. She's been. She's got some stories. <laughs> Dude, I bet. Well, nope, so you get the filtered version. <laughs> oh yeah, here we go, man. We get her side of it. The re- the truth, right, Grace? The truth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. The truth. The huh? truth. Uh, but uh, yeah. big news. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but Walter's yeah. having a baby. Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. that. Congratulations, yeah. man. Actually, again today, uh, the there's this program we're in. Uh-huh. And they're from healthy communities, Travis County, and they come and kind of teach you and give you material to read. So she just left, so, you know, it's like a lot of information and stuff. So just prepping, prepping, prepping. Yeah, I wish I, yeah, yeah. I wish I knew because they but give yeah. them like a free car seat. They give yeah, them like, a, like, good. like, st- like classes on how to do yeah. stuff. For, like, but was it a baby CPR? Yeah, we did like a baby CPR and you get a doll and you, and you hit it. And and no and this is just you know information if you have you know nieces or whatever and or you come across a little kid somewhere like if you do when you do baby CPR you have to like be very careful with the CPR part I guess the mouth to mouth and the pumping but then the actual you can have to turn them around and hit them really hard like oh my god really hard in the back to you know try and get the obstruction out but anyways like it's uh. It's a lot of cool stuff, but 
Yeah, you get free. We got we got a free, free. Yeah. No, yeah, it's a responsibility. You know, it's not a a cat that you can just very yeah. very independent as soon as they come out almost. So yeah, uh, man. What was a, well, what was it, Gonzalo? Like, well, almost a year ago. No, we talked. Yeah, it, I think it was right around the time of the last event. So yeah, it was a little after Latino Comic Con. And, yeah, uh, you know, like I, I like as soon as I saw you at the table, I saw you on the panel, and I saw your work. I was like, dude, like this is good work. I, I dig it. And ever since then, man, you know, we've been, you know, behind you and supporting you, and really, you know, telling people about your work. And you know, I, I'll say it again, man. Like I became a big fan of your stuff, and I really push it out there. Even Walter, like, you know, he he has his stuff, and we always try to support you in some way. I'm glad you you're here now. It's a really big deal. I'm happy for you guys. Thank you, man. No, it's yeah, it's. So much has changed since last year. I, I would have never imagined being where I'm at right now. Uh, and so I'm, I'm just excited to to have that opportunity to, to show that, you know, this project is worth it and hopefully get to do the the mission that I'm trying to do, you know? Like, like I have the opportunity now. That's good, man. You, gotta, you have a, a platform that, and it's getting in front of people that you maybe wouldn't even have known, right? That's the point. Yeah, you know, getting getting in front of people, especially with. I mean, I guess we'll we'll jump right into it, uh, and mm-hmm. I want to just kind of uh, you know welcome our listeners again to a new episode here, uh, of my primos podcast. You know, we are sitting with Grace Chadwick and Gonzalo Alvarez here. We're gonna catch up with you no know, Pollo Man and uh, the team here that got got uh, where we are now a year later or so. Uh, we are yeah. going to. Uh, visit again. We're going to visit uh, Texas Latino Comic Con coming up here on July 27th, Dallas, Texas. Uh, Texas uh, Latino Comic Con. This is the third year. Uh, so come out and support. It's free. You'll have a lot of FaceTime with people. Maybe get to meet Gonzalo and Grace as, as well as mm-hmm. uh, some of the other primos here. And we have Javier visiting from El Muerto. Of course, Hector with Peso Hero. Uh, and we want to just welcome you guys to this show. Walter, you're with me tonight as always, and uh, we want to just welcome our guests, Gonzalo and Grace. Go ahead and say hi to everybody. Hey, everyone. What's up? It's nice to be back. Hi. <laughs> well, uh, Grace, uh, thanks for joining us this time. I know you were mentioned a lot here in our in the past, and in between, we see you online. We follow both of you guys on Instagram, but thanks for joining us tonight. And uh, just know that these primos right here get to talk and talk over each other, but you can jump in anytime. Right? Don't worry about Walter. He's been, he's gotten better. <laughs> Chikume, please. Chikume, just because Gonzalo's here today. Oh, yeah. He wants so. to brush off his uh, his knot for you. Ah, <laughs> yes. Ah, well. yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, well, it's been, a, it's been a year, and there's been tons of stuff happening. Just for you, I want you to brag a little bit. I want you to flex, all right? I want you to okay. flex and tell, can do that. tell everybody here where we are since we last met. You know, what has happened, where you are right now, and just kind of inform all the fans. Yeah, so last time we met, we uh, did the podcast after the con, and that was back whenever I was showing Chapter 1. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I I created Chapter 1, and I was like, I hope to make this a webcomic or something. And then a couple months later, I ended up going to California for Worldcon. Yeah. And there I met someone who gave me a list of agents. And so from there, I looked at the list of agents, found some that I like, and I ended up finding this one named Marietta. And she ended up becoming my agent. It was really funny. 
Yeah, it was really funny how it happened. Um, I was looking, it was like over 100 agents, and I was looking just for at least Latinos because I wanted someone who would understand what the true meaning of my work is, right? Like, representation right. everywhere. It right. Matters, right, yeah. And so out of the 100, there was like three or four that were Latinx. And so I found Marietta and, and Brenda and some other ones. But I... Um, I basically went to Twitter and I followed these people and I saw my DMs and Marietta had DM'd me back and basically she was like, I don't know what Pollo Man is, but I love the name. Tell me all about it right now. Oh, and cool. so so anyway, I ended up following her and she hit me back up and so as soon as she said that, I sent her my stuff, chapter one, what you had purchased. And funnily enough, she had a grandpa who also taught her how to play marbles. Oh, wow. And, I mean, it's still weird for me to think, but it's like, it, it was like, you know, a match made in heaven. It was just perfect. Like, like she, it touched her enough. She, she fell in love with it, the story. And uh, we had a call like the day after or two days after, and it happened. She became my agent. She, she would represent Poyo Man from here on. And um, let me touch canicas, on canicas, canicas, right? But you know, like you think about it, it's that that connection, that that primal, like that childhood, like everything your book kind of shows and talks about, you know, especially with the canicas and the grandfather. And then you look at her situation, canicas and the grandfather. That's like you said, it's a perfect match, and that's why. Like I can look at something like that, and my grandfather didn't teach me canicas, but shit, who didn't play canicas? A Latino kid. In the dirt, right? You know, especially like that was a connection. So man, definitely, wow. I got hustled back in El Salvador. Like it was playing canicas, <laughs> and and these kids were like, <laughs> they would put down, and then you do the little circle, and you put your you put put coins. We used to put coins, not canicas, and you put the coins, and then you're supposed to use your canica to kick them <laughs> out, and if you whatever coins you kicked out, you got them. But I suck, so they would always take my whatever. <laughs> Fucking, you know, monedas I had uh, over there at pesos, they would take them. And yeah, yeah and, and it's a, I don't know, because it's a, it's a low budget game. It's affordable. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, everybody, I was, I remember I, was, I used to play canicas here and in LA. I mean, when I was living in LA, when I was like, I don't know, like five, four years, I used to try and play canicas with other kids. And then from there, I, I moved to El Salvador for some time, and we, I was still playing Canita, so it's like a, it's, it, I don't know, it feels like a very universal name, so I can see how you yeah. connect, you know, and it's uh, pretty cool, pretty cool. Yeah, it's, I didn't expect that, to be honest. I just didn't expect that connection okay. to happen. Um, but so, yeah, she became my agent, and um, I had to create a pitch package, and she basically pitched Poyo Man to other publishers, um, book publishers, and I, it, it was crazy to see like some of the top publishers in the world bidding, literally saying, I'm going to give you this much money wow. for your yeah. book. And did so you, there was an offer. Did you, did you, I mean, I'm sorry to cut you off because I'm kind of, I get excited no, for you, you know, but um, yeah. when, so when she came to you and said, hey, let me, let me pitch it this way, because are you looking at making it similar to your graphic novel, or are you looking at making it into a novel, chapter based? Like, what was the conversation? Were they trying to? Was she like, "I'm gonna keep it into respect to what you're doing," or do I need to change it to sell it? No, she, 
she basically just I give her the material and she sends the material to these publishers. Okay, cool. And then they just decide you I mean, know, I'm I'm sure I'm assuming it's like I'm assuming it's like the only agent I've ever had is when I was buying a house, but even even that agent kind of coaches you and says, you know what, you should not expect this or change this or, you know, is that something that they kind of like, yes, you know, kind of coach you through like, hey, change this, and then she'll kind of based on how much you're willing to sacrifice, maybe I don't know, um, right? My my agent, to be honest, I I love Marietta. She is such a smart and amazing woman, and she she believes and she gets she gets Poyo Man. So there wasn't much like, hey, I need you to change this or that. It was more like, uh, okay. I remember something. Oh, go ahead. Ooh. So there was actually, you did have to change something like right before uh, she was doing the pitch to everyone. Your, your look? She had to change, Gonzalo had to change his look? <laughs> uh, he, he, there was something how we had it worded. It wasn't worded correctly for them. And she was telling us that we had to kind of like restructure this whole like five page thing and so I was like we're not going to be able to do this I was like oh we got this it'll be fine and then we just stayed up all night and then turned it in that like morning and Wait. then went to sleep okay first impressions right no, yeah. no so basically she liked the book she didn't really tell me to change much of the, the book to, to pitch it yeah. But when I was pitching the series, because I pitched the series to the publishers, yeah. um, I was pitching it in the way where it was more like, this is going to happen, and then this is going to happen, and then this is going to happen. Yeah. And they wanted something more like, who are these characters? Who is Pollo Man? Not, Pollo Man's going to do this, this, and this, uh, but more like, ¿Quién es Pollo Man? Oh, Pollo Man is this... Um, you know, timid kid who grew up in a home without, you know, support, like that kind of stuff. So, like the emotion. So you were, you were, you were pitching it like you, you already had it. Like, well, because <laughs> I think, it, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys. You know, like you guys, Grace and Gonzalo, you already know what Poyo Man's all about. You're living it. You're, you right. Like you don't, if you, you just yeah. know it from your heart. It's kind of like you know, like if we, if we do a uh, damn feeling old. Like Captain Planet, like Mati, he's like, it's just the, the, the conversation of the heart. You know what I mean? Like, you just yeah. know it. But to tell it to yeah. a complete strangers, I, I, I guess I couldn't correlate it. Like, I couldn't build it. I think I understand yeah. you. It's Yeah, it was it was tough. To, it, and it was there. It was just I wasn't understanding what it was I needed to put on the page. It was something that I, I knew was there. But I just didn't um, make that connection to, to put it out there. So essentially, I had to kind of go back to step one. Not like the big ideas, like oh, he's gonna go here, here, and there. And it was it was supposed to be a bit more like okay, let's start off with who are these characters. Can I ask? So, can I ask Grace a question? Grace, yeah. How well does Gonzalo take to critique from from you? Like you know what? You yeah. gotta change this. Good question. It depends. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'll be honest, like I I don't take crit criticism well, especially from someone so close to me. Because my partner, she'll so tell me something and go, "Oh well, I don't like this, 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 and this." And I tell her, "Well, it's because you don't get it." But then it's like, <laughs> it, right? Does that sound yeah. familiar? Well, it's like 
if he says anything, I'm not going to take it personal since I'm also an artist. And I'll ask him sometimes. I'll be like, hey, what do you think about this? And he'll come up and he'll just pick it to pieces and he's right about everything. And I'm like, well, you're wrong. And you know what? I, I don't want to ask you anymore. So if he says anything, I'm like, he'll come around. It'd be fine. I'm not going to stress him. Yeah, yeah. I asked that question because, you know, I write. I do my work too. And and I'll have my wife look at my stuff sometimes. And she sits there and I'm like, like I, I'm, I, really want, I really want your opinion. But do I really want your opinion? You know, like you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I, I've had honestly, I've had to learn to just know that it's a double-edged sword. It's like, you know, this person will not bullshit you. Yeah. And so it's like that's the one thing that I, I've kind of clinged on is like, even if it hurts, just it's okay. It's not personal. It's the project. Pull your man isn't you. Poyo Man is just this thing that needs to be amazing. So, so it's something like polishing a rock and ripping a bandaid off at the same time. Yeah, polishing a rock and ripping a bandaid. So Damn, there you go. No, so yeah. you you have the pitch, you reworked the pitch, and she helped you kind of, and she helped you kind of make it pretty for the for the for the for the people that don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She 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 really helped me understand what it is that the publishers wanted to know. Like they don't want to know. The big things they kind of want to know more like who is this boy and then why do we want to hang out with him for this many books I mean it's like anything that we learn in, in college even it was like for our thesis the first thing we had to learn was how do we make someone care in 30 seconds about what we're creating yeah and why it's important can I ask you a question about that like you brought up college like um, right I went I went to school and then when you are out there in the real world looking for work and actually working um, from what they taught me, you know, they teach you very technical stuff, but then when you go out in the real world, it's like, it's like, you know how to add and subtract, but you don't really know shit to be, to a certain extent. <laughs> is, is it the, is it, you know, and it doesn't matter how much they prepare you, but, you know, do you really know anything? I feel, you know, like, is that the same thing when it comes to art, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's, they teach you how to do art. They teach you how to do it well and how to do it right. And But they don't really teach you the business side of things. And I think especially for art, it's a lot of it is like you basically are self-employed and you're an entrepreneur essentially. So there's that extra level of you have to be an entrepreneur unless you plan on working at like a firm or something. Um, but even then, I think it's, yeah, I think maybe that's just in every every single sort of courses. They teach you how to do it, but, like, getting the job or figuring it out. Yeah, after. That's, and that's how, that's how school feels in general. You know, they don't really prepare. It comes out of just experience pretty much. So. You know, someone yeah. told me once when I was, I was going to film school, yeah. and they told me, like, a friend of mine said, like, dude, you're, burning, you're throwing all your money in a hole. Let's leave here, and let's go just make a movie. You know, that was the whole idea. Like, you're spending all your time and your money in this in this technical. But thing is this. Ask Walter now. I have no, I'm not bullshitting, tooting my own horn. But I have guys that literally call me every other day, like a handful of people saying, I have no idea how to technically make this film happen. I don't know how to technically get the audio right. I don't know how to technically do this. Because I have a cool idea, but how do I really put it out there? And how do I physically yeah. do it? And that's what... 
I think school teaches. That is exactly it. That is exactly it. There's so many people who come into the art schools, especially with like the idea person, and their execution is not there. And that's that's everyone, even myself. Like my execution wasn't there. So school, to me, was the most valuable experience that I could have had because school is basically you're paying someone to help you level up, without having to to make all the mistakes for eight years. And by yourself, you get to make those mistakes in four years, and l literally the teachers like don't even do it that way. Like you're just, just let me show you how I learned, how you're supposed to do it, so you can skip all that like, the I've growing made, pains. I've made all these fuck ups, so let me shorten it for you. Yeah. <laughs> don't fight it. Just listen. Right. So it, you don't make them too. It, it's kind of like... And that still doesn't guarantee you anything, right? That still doesn't guarantee you anything, essentially. Yeah. So, yeah. But I think it's what you put into it, too, because it's 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 basically a place to hone your skill. So as much time as you put into it is as much as you're going to get out of it. Yeah. I While I was there, I was like... I was a workaholic. I said, I have till I graduate to become a professional artist. Like that was my my mindset. So Grace, Grace, you're laughing. Tell me why you're laughing. What's that statement bring up? Tell me. Oh, college was exhausting. Because <laughs> maybe because she's thinking workaholics an understatement. You guys like you for, people don't people underestimate the artist because they make it think like it's oh you just scribble and draw and and lay out there and take your time, but oh, no one is there holding a, the the fire under your butt like like you are. You know what I mean? Like, someone has to push you. Did it help having two artists in the same home? I mean, Grace, did it help because you're an artist and, and you kind of went through some of these pains as well or going through them as well to say, you know what, I understand what he needs and what he uh, is is looking for in a partner in this in this, uh, in this this endeavor. Because he was a huge deal. You know, he told us, I'm sure you heard the episode where he's like, hey, she gave me a timeline. Like, you have X amount of time. Something's got to give, and then if not, we got to try something else. I mean, I want to expand on that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. And did it help? Because you are also an artist, and you understand that struggle and that, and that kind of pain that one has to go through to get what they really want. Did that help you through that? I think so. I think that helped a lot in college, too, because, you know, we were taking a lot of the same classes, so we knew a lot of the same stress was... That was my animals right into them. You guys okay? Are they okay? Hey. Yeah, they're just... Parale. Kukui. They just don't know what to do when the attention's not on them. Mm, they're babies, yeah. So we knew, you know, what kind of pressure, when the other one's about to crack, and it's just kind of like... kind of like shifting and like learning to help each other throughout it all. And, I mean... Personally, I'm just proud of them. It was just kind of like nice watching them grow throughout it. But there has to oh. be a, I mean, it's, I give you the awe moment, but there had to be that moment where you're like, oh, fuck, I'm going to kill this guy. Like, there. Oh, no. That's like every day. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll do the laundry and everything's fine. And then there's like a sock in front of me. I'm like, how the fuck did the sock get here? And I have <laughs> this. And then I break down over the sock. And then I'm like, oh, it's just a sock. It's fine. And I put it in the laundry basket. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, let me ask you, like, a... I don't know if this is a difficult question, but, like, I imagine, like, there came a point, like, you were re referencing to, like, she gave you, like, a timeline or whatever. So, 
um, Grace, like you pretty much, like how did you feel as you as an artist? I imagine your stuff got put or your, I don't know, space or time, you know, to create, like got put in the back burner or yeah. I don't know, pretty much, right? How did that, how did that, I mean, this, I mean, besides or despite or, you know, yeah, everything seems like it's paying off, but like before that, you know, like before you knew or. Well, honestly, that was like, that was my choice. I was like, I knew where I'm at and I've been kind of like working on my mental health. I'm like, there's no way that I am in a position where I'm ready to like be able to just go running with that and I have a shit ton of school loans. So realistically here, I really think that he can do anything. So I'm going to support him and I tell him he has a year because after a year, I'm probably going to have like a mental breakdown. You know, as it goes. And, you know. And I did it before that. Yeah, he did it before that. So nine, it works out. Nine months after graduating, I, I got my agent. Um, hustle. H is for hustle, man. That's good. That's yeah. Good. And, no, it, it, I mean, if you want to know the truth, it, it was hard. You know, like, we fought a lot, um, like, during that time because. Couples therapy rocks. Yeah. We, we went to couples therapy. Um, there's no. No reason to be ashamed of, of yeah, that. No, it's it really is basically teaching two different human beings how to communicate. It's um, fucking awesome. And it, it made, yeah, yeah, I like it, it too. It it really helped us a lot, and um, it was stressful during the time. You know, you didn't know what was going to happen with Poya Man, but when I got that agent, I think that kind of just that was the beginning of of where it would be now. I mean, and, you, you guys, uh, I can say, of course, like, and I appreciate you being honest. It's the reality of it, right? People like to, and we want to just look at someone and go, oh, how come he can't make it faster? How come I can't get it now? You know, how come it's not as good as the first one? How come he didn't yeah. stay indie? How come, he, you know, like you get all this oh, critique, right? But when you look at all the, the tears, the sweat, the time, I mean, everything, you both, because we, we mentioned it before, like, we got to give credit to Grace, and I wanted to talk to Grace because I'm like, dude, I know, like, that support without that. Gonzalo, you may not be where you're at, even, you know, mentally kind of stable where you're at because you could have been an emotional wreck uh, with all yeah. the pressure, all these timelines, all these things you have to get done. I mean, you're probably still a mess, you know? How long was it since you got a haircut? Yeah, it was like eight, eight years. That's what your dad told me this morning, uh, eight years. So, yeah, I finally got a, a real haircut. Grace has cut my hair since. It's, it's been so stressful. I'm so glad I gave him a bald spot. I mean, I'm really sorry, dude, but I'm also really glad. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the that was the the thing that got me to go was she the catalyst to, and I had to go get a professional to fix my hair. She probably <laughs> did it on purpose. Yeah, probably. I'm glad she did. I'm glad she did. Um, but yeah, no, it's um. Well, it's, it sounds like a community effort from, you know, Grace all the way down to Kukuya. And what's his other name? <laughs> the other the cat. Jose and Felix. Yeah. Felix. And Kia's yeah. hiding somewhere. Three but cats. No, I... Yeah, you're totally right. If it wasn't for Grace, I really wouldn't be where I'm at. Like, she... For example, Chapter 1, she helped me flatten all those pages. Wow. Uh, physically... And time-wise, that would have been impossible for me to have the book done by the time Texas Latino Con came around. It would have been impossible for me to do it without her. 
So she's literally the reason I had it done in time. Because we literally finished it like a week before the, the freaking show. Yeah, but Yeah, it was so stressful. But if I wouldn't have finished it, or if I wouldn't have had her, it wouldn't have been done. I remember coming home from work because I was working 8 to 5, but I would have to leave the house at like 7. So it's like I was gone from like 7 to 5.30, come home, eat dinner, and then color, then go to bed, and then do it all over again. Yeah. That was our life when we were making Chapter 1 last year. Um, between May, I, and I think I talked about it in the last podcast, but basically between like May and June or July, yeah. it was just grind. Yeah. Crunch, crunch, uh, crunch, crunch. Now, though, with the new the new changes coming along, I mean, kind of moving, moving ahead – what does that do for you now? And so I'll let you do. So you you pitched it, you you have your agent, yeah. and then we end up where? So we pitched it, and we had five. No, we had three different publishers that were bidding for it, and Harper Collins came out with the best uh, deal, and so we went with Harper Collins. And I had an eight. I had yay Harper Collins. I love Harper Um. A hey, quick question: Since you're on that, like the whole bidding part, and the only the, the only reference I have is when you watch those, uh, I don't know, VH1 behind the music or whatever, and you know that like artists, musicians, and they always kind of reference that that you know record labels trying to control them, and then they ended up with the record label that let them do anything they wanted to. Like, <laughs> is that is that similar? Is that experience similar? Or? I kinda like. All the publishers, there's it's very, it's very like this is how things are done in the publishing world in general. Mm. Um, but I have heard that some publishers are a little bit more um, strict in certain areas, like content-wise, possibly. Um, and 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 you know, I guess, you know, it, it goes back to like some people care more about the artist and the art, and then some people care more about the money. And and, yeah. and, and I feel like I have a great home with HarperCollins. Like, I, I, I can't imagine anywhere else. Uh, my editors are amazing. Okay. Um, so I have two editors, or I have an N editor at um, HarperCollins. So we won, once we won the bid, basically me and my editor worked on the script. We've been working on the script since... Um, since they picked me up in November of last year, but I couldn't say anything officially online until. Uh, hey, and and just for me to understand the the you know the, what are you publishing for dummies? Um, oh yeah. The, the the editor would the editor be the equivalent of like the producer, the one that produ helps the band or the singer produce the song, you know, like arrange the song the properly or whatever. Would that be an editor or no? I, like, I think maybe, maybe because basically the editor's goal is they read it and they and they give me a bunch of comments on the script like, uh, you know, the character doesn't make sense here. You should maybe, um, I don't know why this character said this or like, how about we try doing this or like, oh, I see a cool moment. Like, what if you made Poyo Man, I don't know, reveal this here. It helps you arrange. They, I mean, it sounds like they. It sounds like a not a producer. What would it be, Stanley? The proper, the one that helps you out with the mixing and all that stuff. It's an engineer. It's kind of like an yeah. engineer. Yeah. Where it's like a technical it's advisor engineer. in a way. Like 
if someone's doing a performance, you have someone that runs the stage. You know, this works, this doesn't work usually for what you're trying to do. This is what works best. We found this works better. Things like that. More like, but at the end of the day, what I'm from what I'm understanding, you know, you guys or you can, uh, you still have the control of the story. You still have your control of what you're doing. They're not gonna come in and go, hey, throw this out. No, really, it's honestly, it feels like I'm in school again, but in a good way. Like, it feels like. I just have people who are supporting me and just want it to be the best book in the world. Awesome. So they, so the critique that they're giving me isn't like, like we're constantly fighting. Like, no, I wanted to have this in there. It's more like, oh, Gonzalo, like almost like a friend. Like, what if you did this or that? It's, it's just steady flow. Yeah, it's just, it's just amazing. Well, it's, it, sounds, well it sounds like a good match for me. Yeah, like, it, it really like. is. Like, uh, it's amazing and. And so we've been working on the script since then. It's changed so much. Um, Less stress for Grace? Because she hasn't had to do so much lifting anymore? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, she's still hard at work helping out. But, oh, yeah, it's a lot less stressful because... Well, making that drive every day. Oh, my God, that's just amazing. Yeah, she was driving, like, how long? 40 minutes? 30 minutes? She was it, was driving... like, it was, like, an hour a day minimum. Of just driving to get to her job because she was working at a uh, an art I mean, museum. Like, I I live 20 minutes away, but because of traffic, yeah, I hate traffic. You guys I, live in Beaumont, right? Tiny rickety bridge, and like during hurricane season, that's like terrifying when it's raining because you're like water is coming up like at the end of the bridge, and I'm like, okay. No, they live Where in uh, Port Arthur, no. Yeah. Oh, Port yeah. Okay. yeah, we live in uh, Port Arthur. It uh, gets very wet very fast. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, we're, we're, our goal is to move up to San Antonio. Um, we really, really want to go up there. Yeah, eventually Colorado. That's where we want to, um, like, I guess, have kids and have a house and all that stuff. But. I had a question um because I asked this question to uh, Hector last well, last time we had him on, and I don't know if it's the same for the publishing and stuff, but is is like LA still? Do you have to go to LA to go do the whole book, or you, is it like where do you go? Where's where's the happening or hub to where you go and have to? I don't know where the publishers at. You know, like the honestly, I. The great thing about being published is I can literally live anywhere I want. I don't have to live Silicon Valley or whatever. Like, it's just I live wherever. The publishers, mainly most of the publishers are, like, in New York. I think oh, New York. Okay. New York That's what I kind of wanted to know. So, but you yeah. have to go out there. Yeah, New York is, like, the, the publishing world. Yeah, oh, okay. when you're looking at, like, movies and stuff like that, you're looking towards – the West Coast, the all the uh, production houses are over there, but also Texas has a lot of production in it too. Um, Atlanta, Atlanta, yeah, that's a big deal too. So it's 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 all over, but uh, you know, to move move forward, you're yeah. here, you 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 got to this point, you have help, you have support, you know, and and Grace doesn't have to make that drive anymore. You're not in a position where I mean, nobody's nobody's done here by any means, right? You're still hustling. Yeah. You're still putting in work. You still got stuff you gotta do. Uh, I want to talk about some of um, you know your announcements you put out there. You know we're we're fellow patrons, and we do have yeah. your Patreon still. Uh, so you know if you guys want to support Gonzalo, make sure you check out his Patreon. 
uh, you know, we'll put the, the link on our, on our, on our stuff as well. But to touch on that, you, you do keep constant updates and you couldn't let us know what's going on. Uh, I saw you released the clothing line. I want to talk about this, man. I dig okay. it. I dig about your clothing line. I like it. Uh, you know, like it's just something that you look at and go, Oh shit. Like no one's done that. You know, no one's really taken that, that style, that, that indigenous, I'm going to say indigenous, but just, I want you to kind of tell me what inspired you, why you felt you had to do this and really just brag about it. Okay. Yeah, no. Um, so during summer we were going on a trip and, uh, I wanted to buy some new clothes, and I looked around trying to find like indigenous Nawa clothing, or or more so clothing that was inspired by it. So I, I you know, I went to H and M and and all that, and I bought a bunch of flower shirts and stuff. But I was like, why isn't there shirts with like Nawa flowers? You know, like flowers were such an important part of. Nawa culture, or what you most people may know as the Aztecs, yeah. and um, I was just like, these are cool designs. They need to be on shirts, and I would wear them. And because I couldn't find any, I just thought like, why not make my own clothing designs? And so um, it took me a while to get around to it, but then last month we finally tried it out and made some new shirts and made some shirt designs, and they are based off the flowers. Uh, sacred flowers from Xochipilli, which is the god of flowers and dance. Um, and so I have three designs that are based on actual flowers that were used, but it's their codex sort of hieroglyph uh, image. Oh, okay. But yeah, I just essentially wanted a modern, contemporary um, clothing style with this sort of Nawa designs. I like it, and, you know, and... and... And my wife's like, man, like I like the shirts, like I like them. So, I you're gonna bring some of that to Comic Con, I, I I hope. Uh, Grace is gonna wear one. Grace oh, is gonna gotcha. wear one. Um, I'm gonna wear my the Pollo logo shirt. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I wish I could uh, buy some in bulk. But she, for now, I, just... li I like them too. You should make uh, cortinas, uh, bed covers. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Yeah, we want to do everything. It, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, table... Tablecloth? Handkerchief. Yeah. And all that stuff. Hell yeah. It looks... Uh, I, I like... Have you done one that the tlatoli? Tlatoli? Like, the breath? That would... No. That, I think that would look... Like, a pattern of that would look probably good. No, I haven't. We're... We're, we're going to... We're, our goal is to do a new collection every season. So, so this was the summer collection based on, like, I guess, like, flowers and stuff. And then the next one in fall, um, I'm going to choose a different god and then do another collection Ooh, like of, the, of items. Like, the fall could be, like, el cucuy. That'd be kind of dope. Like, that, that kind of, like, cucuy, kind of like Halloween-ish, kind of like Dia de los Muertos kind of thing. I don't know. But either yeah, way, yeah. I like it. I yeah, dig it. do me Tantecutli, yeah. the god of the dead. Oh, yeah, perfect. Bandanas, too, man. Bandanas, too. Bandanas, too. Yeah, no, we're gonna try to do everything. Um, we're we're gonna see how it goes. Um, yeah, if there's a return, I mean, honestly, like, be real, right? Like, if you're investing in this and you're you're creating it, and but if if, if la raza isn't isn't buying it, you know, like, what's up? Like, people gotta go out there and you gotta support. So definitely, yeah. man, we gotta support. No, I want to see it. I want to see the shirts, 
and then you know order my own and uh, go that route too. Appreciate it, man. We 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 really happy you liked it because uh, you know we a lot of people enjoyed it and liked it. I think a lot of people just have been hesitant to jump on board and purchase some yet. But yeah. I'm gonna give it time and and still kind of play around with it and. Who knows? Maybe we'll we'll have a collection in JC Penny one day. Yeah, yeah, all, all, it, uh, all it all it takes is the the right person wears it and it takes off. Yeah, dude. Know. I'm gonna try to you know, who That's knows? We'll, somebody will wear it and then it'll be on the 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 fashion show in New yeah. York or something. Dude, it's all <laughs> it takes is someone you know doing that or, but you can trust me because it, it's it's bound to happen. It's just a matter of getting support, people wearing it and doing it, and it'll it'll be out there. Getting your stuff out there. Uh, but again, right. we're moving forward a little bit more, and you know, we wanted to touch on touch on you know, you're you're doing your thing here with the book. You announced, I saw that you announced the book itself, your first chapter, and the release date for it. And I mean, at this point, you know, we're gonna transition over. But what do your parents say? What did they tell you when you tell mom, dad, Mira, here's what's happening? Like, what was their reaction? What was their? I mean, tell me about that moment. Yeah, it's. It's a little, like, underwhelming sometimes because it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, it's kind of like telling your parents that you just landed on the moon and then they're just like, oh, Miko, that's awesome, good job. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's like they don't understand the scope of some of the things that I've accomplished. Not that I want them to, like, you know, like butter me up with uh, compliments or whatever, but they don't really understand the scope. But I think they will once they see it, you know, like in the tiendas and stuff, when they see the book. Like, you can yeah. go buy the graphic novel in Barnes & Noble or Walmart or whatever. Um, but they're very proud. I mean, they're just – they they're at a point where they just kind of understand that I'm doing my thing. And they just support me indefinitely. And, you know, they're giving us a place to stay. I mean, we are very fortunate to have – a garage apartment that is has the necessities and um, and you know it's affordable for us until you know money comes in and yeah. then we can. Hey, don't say that code code enforcement enforcement is gonna come looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, these are not quarters. Nobody should be living there. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, yeah, I, I mean, at the end of the day, like your parents are gonna support you no matter what you do, right? And that's that's the thing, you know, if you. Like, I always say, if my kid wants to do something random, I'm going to support them no matter what. And I'm glad that, yeah. you know, they're still there. They're helping you in this. This is huge support, you know, staying staying with them, letting you guys get on your feet, get your work done. And it's there's it's been fruitful. You know, something's happening. And like you said, yeah. until they see it in the stores or, I don't know, man, have they ever gone to a con with you or even cared to? No, not really. Um my parents are like, you know, baby boomers, like, era, so they're just, uh, it's just a whole different generation, and they just, they grew up in Mexico really poor, and so they just didn't have the same experience I had, so. They go to your art events to support they, they, you. Yeah, they've, they've gone to some of they the local art shows. The um, they've gone to my local art shows and stuff, but, like, anything that we have to travel for, yeah, they, they, they're definitely. Nobody they would see it. You know, to see yeah. you get mobbed by people and go, hey, they ask you to sign something. It's kind of a, kind of a fun thing to see. Hey, mom, look, look, look. Yeah, you know, like, no, they haven't really experienced that yet, I don't think, other than, like, at the art shows. Um, but they'll, they'll, they'll definitely get there. My 
My dad's coming with me for a talk I'm doing at, in Houston. Oh, cool. What's uh, that about? Yeah, I'm working with the Lone Star College in Harris. I think Lone Star College Harris. And I'm, uh, I'm basically going to be doing a presentation for the faculty to learn. Basically, it's like a Mexica or Aztec 101. And it's going to basically try wow. to implement um, because basically most of the teachers are trained in Eurocentric mythology. I'm essentially going to go train them in Mexica mythology. Wow, that's So they can amazing. start teaching their own students uh, Mesoamerican mythology and how it relates to like Mexican culture and, and how they are connected. Can I request something, Gonzalo? I don't yep. know if it's, I don't know if you you're thinking about this or, but um, I've been like people for the baby shower and like people have been giving us like you know books to read you know to our baby um and then they've also some people have been very very mindful uh, it's pretty cool of giving us like also books in spanish oh that's well. awesome so it's awesome so but i've been also i've been trying to look up and there's not much or at least to the extent that i've done research about nahuatl you know like yeah. teaching nahuatl you know to I don't know. I'm. If you're not thinking about that, that's definitely something, you know. That at least I'm kind of looking for, you know, because I'm. I have. I have. Uh. I have. Me and my partner, we have names for the babies already. Uh huh. If because we don't know what the sex is and we don't want to know until it's born. Yeah. So, particularly for the girl, we have um. Now it's like Excel Citlali if. So yeah, we kind of have, and that means like the moon, the stars, and the stars. Yeah, and it would be. I don't know. It's just stuff that, if you know of any no. stuff, send it my way. If there's already people producing that type of stuff, so I'll, I'll definitely have a book for you. Uh, once I'm, I'm, I'm definitely working and creating children's books. Um, mm -hmm. Hopefully, in between the graphic novels, I do want to release educational material, um, in in the form of easy to digest. Yeah books like basically dumbed down like Mexica for dummies now yeah. for dummies yeah like yeah because that, that would be something that I would want to teach my kid but and I can google it and find it online and then you know uh curate that knowledge and you know to teach it uh to my kid but it's also cool if you can have it in a book that's you know perfectly binded and colorful and you know it's more attractive than looking up stuff on Google and because it's pretty like there, there's no there's I feel that for now there's not a like a not, not that there should be but there's not a like a consensus overall in terms of I don't know if there's uh, yeah. organizations or universities that kind of like um, like I was telling you last time you were on the show it's like for example in Mexico they spell it in Spanish, they spell it as chicome, right? Mm -hmm. But in El Salvador, they spell it as chicume, and it's numero, that's numero siete, verdad? Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, like it would have to, I'm interested in that. You know, I don't know if that's, Yeah. I'll be looking out for stuff, so, for you. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I'll definitely, uh, you'll see some books in the future. I'll be working on them. No, we're, Ooh, talking, about, cool. we're talking about work, you know, like, uh, you know, Grace, you, you mentioned that, you no longer have to take that long commute. You no longer have to go deal with the traffic like you used to have to. Like, you yourself are an artist. You know, you, you have, and I understand Gonzalo shared with us, you know, the, his fans that you have now are, were commissioned to do a mural. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. And can I want to just kind of talk about your work and kind of what what your goals are maybe and kind of because That's I've seen it. some of your stuff and I really like it, especially a theme that I noticed in some of the stuff you've posted on your Instagram. Really, I've seen those paintings, I Gonzalo on there. I saw a lot of other work like eyes, a lot of eyes. Yeah, that's that's my recurring theme, probably <laughs> for sure. I like the look of them, and, and the eyes kind of has always been, you know, people use it, and, and, I, and I write, so it's always been used as a figure for the window, of the soul, you know, the third eye, like extensions to things, and uh, some people look at it as an, uh, el mal de ojo, even, you know, in our in our culture, you know, the evil eye, mm-hmm. you know, and and kind of I want to just dabble in you and your work and. And talk about that and where, where, where you're at now and kind of if you can share a little bit of what that work is right now at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. So at the moment, I am working on a completely like new series. And it's it's something definitely different. Like the one, one of the pieces that he posted that I did is a work in progress of my new series that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be, I guess, I'm, I'm very bad with words, so I'm going to look at Gondal a lot for help, because we spent a good, like, three hours one day of me just trying to explain what my series was about. Is it like the, we talked about earlier, right? You know what it is, but then to yeah. put it into words to a yeah. stranger, you're like, God, you got to be here. Yeah, it, yeah. She, she wants to do... <laughs> A series about our relationship and me as a person and her as a person as an individual so sort of a yeah so 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 not necessarily like us kissing in trees and all this stuff but more like how us as human beings and artists how our lives have been um, and so sort of sort of the more um, spiritual and artistic side of like being these two individuals and how we like affected each other. Yeah, it's like kind of like when you're in a relationship, you have to become one person to make it work, but you still have to maintain your individuality, and it's just exploring that. Yeah, yeah. Like I, how much I, you have to change. I, I I get that because it's you know being in a relationship, you tend to fall into these traps of. Yeah. Is that person my whole universe? Will me making that person happy make me happy? And then you start to find out that you're not necessarily responsible for that person's happiness. Yeah. Because you're an individual. You came into this as yeah. an individual. Your happiness matters. Your sanity matters because you're never going to make this person happy 100%. That's just the reality. But exactly. then, And then you feel you fall into a trap of like, well, why isn't my partner taking care of me? Why isn't my partner taking care of my needs? Then you have to realize, like, is it me? Is it him? You start, you start doubting shit yourself. Damn, Stanley. Reality. Stanley, you should be, you should be a marriage counselor, or I don't know. So this says more about you. Than... <laughs> right? No, but I, but I get what she's saying. You know, like the the visual representation of growth before and in the middle of a relationship and maybe you know what happens after you come out the other side or still in it there's a yeah. lot there there's a that's lot exactly there. it that's yeah. exactly what she's doing and and um yeah she's gonna 
have the time to work on that now, and because she she finally gets to work from home, and so yeah, she loves it. She loves and, working. And Grace, from home. in term in terms of uh, yourself and your work, have I mean the process, uh, the process that Gonzalo has gone through and is going through, has that affected what how you try and do stuff? No, I don't know, like because. I imagine, like, now you have a better understanding of what the industry is or, you know, like... Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like everything that we were talking about earlier about, like, even looking at college and, like, leaving college. It's just, like, I'm right there next to him to support him and help him through it, but while also doing that, I'm getting experience by learning and watching him and, like, helping him try to come up with what decision if he can't come up with one. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Just that's holding cool. that like skill a little bit more, and like gain experience. She gets free. She gets free first-person experience of the horrors. I of, it's an internship, then, huh? <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> uh, unpaid? No, it wouldn't. Wouldn't be unpaid. It would be you're paying into it internship. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, internship. But it's a paid yeah. internship because I, I I I buy Taco Bell, so okay. That's, that's all it takes. Oh man. Taco Bell. So you're getting you're getting paid in tacos. I'm a. We should hit up the labor department. Um, you deserve more than tacos. Right. No, but no. then no, so. Like, you even get a taco at Taco Bell. You get a taco. You gotta go somewhere good. Yeah. yeah, good tacos are not tacos. And to like to you kind of go. like add add to that question, Grace, like like previous work that you've done, and like now that you're jumping, or I'm assuming you're jumping back into it, or dedicating more time on it. Do you feel sort of, I don't know, like vindicated that you were like, oh, I was right, or I'm a, I don't know, like, because I imagine um, you hear about all these people that are like um, artists, like Van Gogh, for example. Van Gogh was around and nobody, you know, paid attention to him, and then everybody fucking loved his shit, and it's like centuries later, right? Um, yeah. But does it, the, being with Gonzalo during his process, does it make you feel like, oh shit, you know, I'm around, I'm a, along the bright path or line or I don't know, kind of. Well, to be honest, like, it's me. It's it's still his own thing. You know, it's his thing. I'm there to help, but I don't really think about myself in that at all. I just I'm just think I'm really proud of him and. I don't really have any ill feelings about it. I just feel like immensely proud. Like I'd probably be one of those really obnoxious people if I had a picture to show people to show how proud I am of him. And I'd be like, hey, have you seen this picture? And they're like, yes, I don't want to see it again. And I'm still going to pull it up and put it in their face. I'm like, but you really got to see it. Yeah. She's a mom. <laughs> hey, there's no do, you, do you do the same thing with your pets and your cats? You carry around pictures and showing them off all the time? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, whenever we see you guys, she's gonna pull out the phone and be like, "You, you need to see what Cuckoo did." Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Cuckoo should have his own Instagram. That way you can yeah, just have no, fun I've with that. Her. I've been telling her. Yeah, yeah. might as well. <laughs> Thank you.
in the Latino community, how you were saying that a lot of us, um, majority, especially in, in my area, you know, we're on the poorer side. And so, like, specifically, like, my parents, you know, their entire lives, all they knew was survival. You know, like, making enough money to be able to put food on the plate. So I think even now, like, even though there's a new generation of Latinos, I feel like that sort of survival instinct is still kind of there. So we do focus, like, in the Latino community, I do see that, like, at least from my experience, art was seen more like a, a luxury rather than, like, this could be an actual uh, profession. Because especially in my area, you know, if you want to make money, you go work at the plant. You know, you yeah. go work at the chemical plant. Uh, that in my household. And in her household. Yeah. Basically our area because it is the, the money-making place. Okay, but So, yeah, it was hard at first. Even getting my own family, you know, because, you know, I'll be honest, like, my, my mom's had to defend me from, like, some of the remarks my my uh, family members have made, like, some of my uncles. Yeah. Uh, I love them, but they can say some stupid shit. And, um, you know, at first they didn't really take me seriously. You know, they, they said, uh, you know, oh, is he done drawing those monsters? How does he expect to, to make money doing monsters? You need to, if you're going to be doing art, you need to be drawing real people or else you're not going to do anything. You know, holidays are the best, right? Yeah, holidays, man, they were stressful. Um, but you know what? I'm fucking making monsters and, and I'm published making there monsters. There you go, man. I like that. And, Fuck yeah. and, and that is across the board, not, not only in, I mean, within the Latino community is... It goes into many other professions because even oh yeah like my partner she did a she did a double major in sociology and uh, gender studies mm -hmm. and then and then she got her master's in urban planning and oh, then wow. when you when you when you when you tell your you know when she or you know they ask what is she studying then you tell them and there's like yes para qué like what's that good for yeah 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 are you gonna make money and he's like oh yeah. okay okay then it's like that's what matters so. There's some guys that don't like it that their partner makes more money, you know. So I think it's not a it's not a situation of uh, me neither. Like I'm, I'd be happy about that. <laughs> I told but my I wife it, like if I can stay home all day and create and write and do everything and yeah. you go knock it out, baby, please go ahead. Like so, make it so yeah, it's like so. I mean, upon per further analysis, <laughs> I don't think uh, that it's a race, a Latino thing, but it's more. Uh, patriarchal uh, judgment that we place on ourselves, and the standards place. Yeah, yeah, and the one yeah, thing right. that, and the one thing that, the one thing I do admit, and we can bring in race into this, is that Latino culture is more stuck in that view of gender roles than American culture in general. You know, and then the further away, you know, like white culture, um, American. I don't know. I don't want to say American because we're all American, right? But uh, white, I don't know, Grace would be the way to say, best way to say it, white culture, they're more, or Western culture, they're, they're starting moving away from that uh, gender role right. more. It, like, guess. depends. Like, I've talked to him all about this. I'm like, I feel like there's categories. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I feel like the like, super, like, Southern type, Yeah. they're not working oh. on that at all. And, you know, like, we're in the I mean, South. that's the reason... Certain people are in office. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We're in the South. And some people are like, and he just stays at home and draws. And it's like, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bother you? That doesn't affect you at all. And it's just like, oh, well, you know. And it's like, no, stop. I'm going to stop you here, and conversation is done. So yeah. is it, can we say it's it, you know, it, 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 this can be like a much longer podcast at this point, but like, do you think that it's a, a, I mean, geographical thing? I mean, like, like I grew up in LA, like I grew up in LA proper. And yes, I grew up, you know, very old school thinking in my family, in my home, like Walter did. And there was a glimpse and I want to kind of give this credit to our, to at least where we are right now and our parents in a way, there was this glimpse of them saying, Hey, work hard, work hard, work hard, because I want you to be in a better place than I was. Right. That's everybody. Yeah. That's everybody. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so I remember my dad telling me at one point, and this was like way into high school and it kind of, it sticks with me because he didn't say much, but when he did say a couple little things, kind of nuggets of truth. Yeah. He, he did tell me once he goes like, man, he goes, I dig a hole in the ground for a living. My dad worked at a cemetery. He still works there. Yeah. Oh. Um, he still works there. We're at a cemetery, and he digs holes in the ground, and he fixes pipes. He's a plumber. And my dad tells me, he goes, Hijo, he goes, I see you play those video games all the time, you know, and you read these books and these comic books and all this. And he goes, like, man, if you like it so much, he goes, do it. I would never have the chance to do it. But do it. Why don't you do it? Why don't you learn it? Why don't you go do it? Show me wow. that you can do it. And at that time, I was like, well, like, I've, you've never said this to me. I don't know what happened in his craziness or his age. Something kind of clicked. <laughs> it was really hot that day. That's what it was. A hole in the ground made him get scared. Like, damn, life is uh, not looking so good. Uh, but like, something made him change his tune, you know? And I think that yeah. that ends up happening with our folks, and we got to attribute that to them. You know, whatever has happened with our upbringing we're here to have this conversation. We're on a computer talking about, you know, a creating and, and, and art and all this because they did the work, the heavy lifting to get us here. Facilitated yeah. that. In a sense, right? They, maybe they didn't support you 100% or maybe didn't get you the, the best the, the best color pencils, right? But in some sense, they got you here. And we got to at least me realize that my folks got me here at least that far. That, that far, you know? Yeah. I mean, no, in I, their way. So. And, and another thing, like, I like to add to that same view, but from slightly a different angle, is that, like, even, you know, at least I've experienced it within, you know, different, different uh, I guess, settings, but a lot of, a lot of things I've, I, I get from people is that they ask you, oh, what do you do? And then, from, for example, in my case, oh, you know, engineer trying to be a licensed engineer um, but then they see you and you're sitting down on the desk all the time most of the time they see you the guy, everybody else comes in like construction guys will come in or see you and it's like you're sitting on the desk you know most of the time and then they will kind of look at you and say like why are you guys charging so much or what are you guys doing it's like you're not doing anything you know and even your parents might kind of allude to that or your cousins or you know like you're essentially doing nothing because you're not like physically speaking you're not doing anything so they'll kind of say like either you're charging too much or so, so then 
we start, uh, what do you call it, Bar not bartering or bargaining? What do you say? Yeah. 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 yeah, we start bargaining, and, and it even comes into play, especially, especially in, in um, art, where you see uh, people that dedicate themselves, especially, like, in Mexico and Central America, like, to our artisan yeah. work, right, where they create yeah. sculptures and paintings and all type of stuff, and they're out there selling their own, you know, material, their own... Uh, pieces, right, yeah. uh, pretty much, and people can con constantly tell them, like, why is that so expensive? Like, sell, Or they sell try to this, talk you down, that, you know? try yeah. to talk you down, you know, in your work, you know, especially, like, I see what you're saying, someone always comes along and goes, hey, I made this, it's an original piece, it took me 10 hours of my life to do this, and someone comes along and goes, oh, I'll give you half, you know, like, I, I've, I've seen that, you know, and it, it bugs me. You know, obviously, you guys being artists, I mean, if you've done work where, you know, commission work or whatnot, and someone comes along and goes, eh, nah, why are you charging so much? It's like, look at the time I put in. Look at the craft I put into it. Look at the technique behind it. Look at everything. This is original work. Like, I see that, Walter. You're right. Like, people don't, if they don't physically see you sweating and bleeding yeah. over it, they don't want to pay for it. Yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely happened to us in the past where we have, People undervalue our work, but I think it's just one of those things that, like, the only way to, to beat it is to just never budge. And, like, yeah, you, may lose, you may lose that client, but hopefully a better one that respects your work will come. I mean, I kind of have, a, like, a not very, I guess, good way of looking at it because I kind of look at everyone as everyone likes to complain. I like to complain. <laughs> I like to complain a lot. So if someone's going to complain about how much my, my work costs, I can sit down. I'll show them the breakdown. Half the time, someone will stop complaining after seeing, like, the breakdown sheet. They're like, oh, you're barely getting shit. Okay, here you go. Other times, they're still like, well, I don't understand. And if they want to walk away, that's fine. Because to me, you know, like, I would love to make a career out of art. But if no one wants to buy it, I don't mind working and then doing my art and then it finding a home with someone who loves it. Because it's not about the money. It's more about finding a communication. Someone that will understand what that piece meant. Someone that will understand yeah. even a, a little piece of it. Because at the end of the day, like we've heard artists say in the past, say, I created this for me. I didn't create this for, for you. I'm getting a feeling out. I'm getting a situation out that I wanted to create. It so happened that you like it. It so happens that you connect in some way, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's like, how do you put a monetary value on that is always my problem. So I'm like, you don't want to pay it? That's fine. You don't. See that? Don't well, it, but, then, but then we turn around and go buy fucking brand name shit that has no fucking value. Yeah. And we pay out the fucking yin yang, whatever. $90 so for like, your, Ugh. Yeah, no. I, for some shit. So <laughs> I, I'm more of the businessman in, in between me and Grace. It's definitely uh, needed. <laughs> yeah, I'm more of the businessman. I see money as the fuel for my destination, not the destination. I'm not trying to oh, okay. make a million. You know I mean, if I make a million dollars, great. I'm going to use that to make scholarships. I'm going to use that to to, you know, fund uh, you know, like 
organizations that I care about. Like I want, if I get a bunch of money, it's because I want to use it for good. It's not because money is something that I value. Um, That's like, not the end goal. The goal is not just to get paid. Exactly. So Pollo Man, you know, it is a business. It is something that I need to be able to make money off of so I can be able to produce it and finish it. And luckily, publishers help with that and all the cons, like people coming to the cons and buying work, it really helps a lot. But at the end of the day, it's it's really about me creating something I would have wanted as a 10-year-old kid. Yeah. That's basically it. Like, I want Poyo Man, the universe, the, the, the books, and then hopefully everything that comes after to just be what a Latino 10-year-old boy would have wanted as as if, as if what I would have wanted when I was a 10-year-old boy, what I would have needed. Like, to to be the, to finally hear the word Nawa on, like, a television screen or a book, that would have been a life-changing experience for me as a kid. So I want to give that experience to kids and not have them wait till the college like I did to even know what the hell Nawa is, to even know, like, that half of being a Mexican or Salvadorian or Honduran or anything is being half indigenous of something. So that's that's basically what I want to share with Pollo Man. No, man, we, it's a, I, that's awesome. You know, that statement speaks volumes, dude. I love talking to you guys. I love following you online. I really do. And I love the interaction because you guys listening out there, trust me, if you interact, they interact right back. You know, they're, they're very involved in the community. You know, you definitely want to uh, follow uh, them online. You know, as far as you can always visit there. Was you have a Patreon? It's like patreon.com slash yes. Gonzink. Uh, that's yes. still Patreon. up and running, man. Tell us uh, what's what's uh, what, what's up yeah. with Patreon. Where are you with that? Kind of uh, what's changed? What's new? What's what to expect as a patron? Yeah. So so basically, we started the Patreon last year, and it's been amazing since we've gotten our goal up to two. 40 or 250 a month. Hey, awesome. So, and we have almost 25 patrons who are helping us develop all the projects that we're doing. And so for we have different tiers. So for the $1, you know, we are doing a postcard. So every 3 months or every season, we send out a postcard to every patron. Um, and it's an exclusive postcard. So for example, the summer one that I did for summer, yeah. that one well, I'll never print again. I'm about to send one. I'm about to send that out for all of you, so you guys will get that soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then the five dollar patron tier, you get to see like the concept art. So there's a lot of concept art that I'm not putting online because it might be a little bit spoilery, yeah. or it might be stuff that I want you to experience in the book. But if you want to see that stuff, you know that's where I'm putting all of that. And then obviously, the stuff that you can yeah, the stuff I can show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but- but yeah, so Patreon is just a way to to support Poyo Man before the products are even out, and and to be able to get a glimpse of everything happening behind the scenes. So yeah. No, we want to support you there. We're supporters here. We definitely toot the horn and want to help build. You know, you guys are the ones building that that Poyo Man empire. You know, I like to coin that. But uh, you know, not, I don't want to give us too much credit. But, you know, like. After you did our show, then you started announcing you kind of blew up, you know? I mean, I'm just saying, just saying. No, Primo's podcast, man. <laughs> thank you, thank you. You know, we uh, 
want to just thank you again. You did some work for us. Uh, we were getting some some stuff to merchandise done. We'll have some stickers done that you can uh, you can have as well. And we're kind of putting it out there. We really appreciate yeah, that's it. Awesome. Uh, we love it, man. Like everyone here at the house and everyone we showed it to, like loved it. It was really good. And people are asking, like, who did that work? Who did that work? So, like, thank you so much for doing that. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know. It was a pleasure. No, I I'm really glad we I'm glad as well. well I want to see. I want to see. I want to see if Grace also might be down to do something with our logo because, like, her stuff reminds me of a very, you know, I guess I'm not well versed in art, but it kind of loosely reminds me like of like tool art and like uh, Evangelion with the eyes and all that stuff. Oh, like, so yeah, yeah. I, per I personally dig it. So, hey. but yeah, it's. Pretty fucking dope. So yeah, I, I'd, I'd be I'd be interested in She's I don't dumb. know. Yeah. Como se dice, com, how do you say when you ask somebody to do something? Okay. Commission. 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 Yeah, there you go. Commission. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, she would be down. She she is more than happy to throw some eyeballs. And uh, just to kind of touch about Comic Con and Hector sent me a message while we were on here. Uh, oh, okay. I, I, he told me, hey, what are you guys doing? And I said, oh, I'm actually uh, on the interview with Gonzalo. He sent me a message. And I said, I want to say anything. He goes, uh, yeah, let him know he's doing amazing work, representing and oh, sharing the deep Mexican history and culture. His work is incredibly accessible for young readers, and he should be doing it for the rest of his life. So, he should. Oh, man, that's, that is a very humbling thing. Oh, put my it God. on the... What do, they, what do you call those comments you put in the like in the, the book? Oh yeah, he back? could be on the back of the book, man. The the back of the book. Yeah. yeah. This no, one, no. the one he just said, quote by quote. <laughs> and Hector's an amazing human being. He, I'm, he's. I almost didn't get to make it to the first Latino Con. Um, like I applied and everything, and then I got an email saying it was closed, and I was just like, man, they, you know that. I applied on time and everything, and I remember yeah. that. I was, I was, I was very, was so sad. I was very disappointed, and so I messaged Hector, and he figured it out. He got me a table, and yeah, Hector's awesome, man. He's he's awesome. No, he's he's been a real good friend. You know, know him for a very long time. Uh, back when we used to work at GameStop together, like that's how long I know Hector. Uh, wow. Yeah, long time ago when I had hair, beautiful long pompadour. <laughs> Uh, but just to kind of uh, round out the evening here, guys, and, you know, we, again, appreciate your time. And Primos, you know, you guys listening out there, support the Boyle Man Empire, support Grace, you know, and her work as well. Follow her. I'm going to pull up your Instagram. I have it here. Where is it? Just to oh, get, yeah. just get some eyes on it, Grace, you know, no pun intended. <laughs> but uh, Looking at a lot of eyes, a lot of eyes, a lot of eyes. It's um, at Good Boy Illustrations. So Good Boy Illustrations, follow them follow her uh some amazing work on here some gorgeous stuff i mean some i'll be i'll be up front with you like some raw shit here too you know like i like it i like that yeah pretty good i like a it. lot of her work deals with mental illness which is something grace has dealt with most of her life and so it's it's very uh i love the, her approach <laughs> well i mean we we talked about it in the past here for us like there is not enough focus on a mental health Especially in the Latino community, it's looked yes. down upon. Especially, especially, it's almost like they they clap three times in your face and go, "Yeah, placate, get over it." You yeah. know, like that's yeah. the mentality. You know, but it's something that if we can put a light on it, be it through art, conversations, 
be it through anything. You know, we talk about personal experiences with Boyo Man and that, uh, you know, agent. She had a connection, you know, and yeah. anybody can find a connection with any work as long as it's real and it's pure. That's what you guys are doing. So I definitely want to commend you guys for sticking to it. It's paid off and appreciate you guys for all your work. No, thank you. Thank you guys so much. Your support really, really means a lot to us. Like it's, uh, and then this podcast, you know, makes us, uh, it's just nice to, to have this community of people who support Poyo Man, like not just beyond like, you know, giving me money or any sort of thing like that, but just like actually caring about it and understanding what it's about. So I thank you guys for really. It's nice to find someone who like actually has the connection. Yeah. It's a it's a really good feeling. Yeah. No, it's all so about I connection, primos, and I mean that when I say that because we have to support each other and what we're doing. It's like a family, and yeah. you know, Walter, do you have any 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 good words here for for Gonzalo and Grace? Where we let them rest up. Um, well, just wanted to add to what you were saying as well, so that, I mean, to a certain extent, I mean, all of it, uh, for, like, the Texas Latino Comic Con that's coming up, and Hector, and Mm -hmm. Gonzalo, and any other creators that are out there, um, by the fact that they're just simply Latinos, you know, um, and, you know, so much diversity going on there in itself, um, the fact that they're just themselves and put out content, they're putting out content that is not necessarily reflected everywhere else, and it kind of, you know, you connect via canicas or, you know, eyes, because it's, it's all about, you know, different things going on, and at least I appreciate it because, you know, Hector does a Texas Latino Comic Con, so that's like a platform, and then you're putting your work out there, and just so people understand, like, anytime anybody puts out any content, like... It's a, it's a moment of vulnerability when they put stuff out there, you know? Shit, like, people, yeah. will, people will put, will tweet or post something and regret it and then delete it immediately. And you're just putting some, I don't know, some mundane, trite shit out there, yeah. you know, just regurgitating whatever exists. And now imagine artists doing that. So anytime you come across an artist and you're trying to, or consider buying their stuff, like, kind of sit back and kind of put yourself, and it's a, it's a vulnerable moment when anybody puts anything out there in the ether for it to be consumed, yeah. consumed, critique, torn apart, or appreciate <laughs> yeah. it, you know? So, so then, yeah. Thank you no, for that. No, yeah, we, we definitely try to take criticism with the best intentions from That's people. That's what art school's good for. Yeah, art, art, school, art school was like boot camp, so... We definitely had to stop wearing our hearts on our sleeves. Yeah. So, well, guys, uh, you guys have uh, have blessed us with your time. I said I'm gonna let you go, and I mean that. Grace, thanks for joining. I know if you were if you enjoyed yourself or not, but I'd really love to have you guys back on. And you know, every little bit, kind of every once in a while, you know, keep us in mind, guys. You have a good night. Take care, okay? No, you too, Primos. Thank you so much. I'll see you guys at the uh, con. Definitely. We'll be there, man. We got to hang out.